hello hello everyone welcome back to stars opinion the christian perspective this is the podcast i am your host star welcome to my podcast if you are listening here on youtube welcome this is a podcast that is an extension of my youtube channel so i'm glad that you guys are here listening with me today and if you are listening on any of the streaming platforms welcome 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 consider hitting the follow button and head over to YouTube to also follow my YouTube page, Stars Conversations, where we have conversations about biblical principles. Okay, you guys, so let's just get right into it, right? I wanted to talk about something that the Lord has revealed to me almost a year and a half ago, but I didn't say anything because he didn't permit me to he didn't permit me to say anything about it. So I said, Lord, do you want me to say anything about it? Do you want me to make a video about it? And he said, no, because it's going to happen. Um, and when it does happen, I'll let you know when the time is right to speak about it. So that thing has happened or that situation has happened and I have been released from God to speak about it. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. So I'm going to play, play a clip from um, TikTok of what we are going to discuss. And then once I play it, we are going to discuss it. Okay. All right. So here's the clip. It's, it's an important thing. And you know, you're a witch, right? Like a what? You're a witch. Oh, no, I'm not a witch. Witches are good things. Yeah, but I just don't uh, go by that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's different words for the same Unless thing. you cast me as Glinda in the new Wizard of Oz. <laughs> In which, hey, in which case, <laughs> in which case, but I'm available. I say available. that in no. the context of yes. when I was in college, I had a professor say to me, you're a witch. And I was like, okay, same. I was like, why would you say that to uh-huh. me? And he was like, what I mean is that you have the ability to conjure the best from those who don't know they have it. Mm-hmm. And reveal the worst from those who think they're hiding it. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, you have a gift of sight. Oh, I am a seer. Right. And so that was the context he was saying. So yeah. he was like, you're able to basically uh, work with the energy of the world in a way that other people may not trust themselves to tap into. Yeah. I mean, that's been my whole life. I was born with a gift. I talk about it in my first book because I wanted to be clear. Flex with number two. <laughs> what is happening? Flex number two. <laughs> I talk about it in my first book, I... which assumes there are several. I'm just saying <laughs> it's important to say my first because when I wrote my first book, I said I already had a lot of followers and I wanted to reveal to them my my gift and I wanted to put it in my opening chapter to give them the choice if they wanted to continue to follow me or not. So I started with that. So this is your opportunity to either close it or keep reading uh, because I hid it for so long. Growing up with a gift is scary. Um and if you try to tell people what you see or dream or hear, you're told you're crazy or they look at you strange. And so I had hid it for a very long time. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to hide that anymore. So this is who I am. And so when you talk about those things, it's been my whole life, you know, from seeing things that nobody else see and being a little girl thinking, you know, at nighttime, was I was always afraid of the dark. I, I slept with a nightlight or the TV on until I was about... 28, 29 years old. And then Chance was like, listen, we got a little bit of money. We're we going to get a TV with a timer on in the bedroom. So said it for 45 minutes. So 
you can go on and go to sleep <laughs> by the time the TV cut off. That's a true thing for me. And so my sister used to tell me it was a boogeyman. And I believed that. And then I got older. I'm like, man, wait a minute. I shouldn't still be seeing the boogeyman at nighttime. But I would see shadows and I would see people and and hear things and see things in my dreams that come to pass or speak to people who I'd never met before but would tell me things. And I would go tell my mom and them and they'd be like, there's no way for you to know that. So that's been my entire life. And then I ran from it for a while because it scared me. Mm -hmm. um, but now I embrace it and it's who I am. So basically what you're saying is I was right. That <laughs> place where I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to try one more time. And I'm going to beg and I'm going to plead with you. And I got in my bathroom. I call this my coming to Jesus moment that I've talked about a million times. <laughs> and I got in the mirror and I was trying to connect with them. And they say, you can only do that. Like your soul, is, you see it through your eyes, right? So okay. I'm, in the, I'm in the bathroom, I'm in the mirror. You know, I got big eyes. So it was kind of <laughs> scary. And I'm staring at myself. <laughs> and I was like, God, if you heal me, you can have me. And I meant it. And it was the first time I had ever. What did that mean? It meant I'm not going to try to live my life my way anymore. I'm going to live it how you created me to live it. Which means whatever layers I have created, I'm going to have to strip them away. Mm -hmm. And I'm only going to live a life of obedience. When you tell me to move, I'll move. When you tell me to do something, I'll do it. And when I walked out the bathroom that day, something felt different in me. I wasn't healed, but something felt different. So we saw the clip, right? We saw two clips. Um, the clip that Amanda called her witch and then her clip of her saying that she's coming to Jesus. And she, I want to address something. She said that she was told or taught that, you know, the eyes are the window of the soul. So she went into the mirror and she said that she begged and plead with God and she wanted to connect with them. So I'm like, them, okay, meaning more than one. And she said she begged and she begged God. And um, when she left out of the bathroom, she felt different. She wasn't healed, but she felt different when she came out the bathroom. So first of all, nowhere in the Bible, it says that we have to go into the mirror and look in the mirror to look into our soul, look into our eyes so we can see our soul to beg God to come and help us. That stems from occultism, which is witchcraft. Remember, um, for our older listeners there, when we were younger and we will, um, they would tell us to go in the mirror and say bloody Mary three times and then she's going to come to you, right? Well, that is the same practice that she just described. She went into the mirror. She called on who? I don't know who she called on, but she called on someone and it wasn't God. And they came, right? Because she said them. They came and entered into her. And that's why she felt different. And she said she wasn't healed. Um, when God comes into our lives, he heals us. So that's a contradiction right there. He says, I am the Lord that healeth thee, Right. I mean, if you just know your Bible, you can dispel a lot of what she says. And then one video I saw months ago, she said that her mother's spirit guides her. So that's ancestral worship, which we know that is of the devil. The Bible tells us that in Deuteronomy, that we are not to, we are not to consult a 
um, a sorcerer who speaks to the dead because we serve a God of the living. So I also want to say is that our gifts are without repentance, right? So when God gives give us a gift, he does not take it back. But it's up to us to use the gift that he has given us to do it for his will or to use it for his will. So the gift that he has given Tabitha Brown is more likely a seer, a dreamer, a prophet. But because she is not operating in his spirit, she is operating in a familiar spirit, a demonic spirit. Where is she pulling where is she pulling her power from? What is the source of her gift, right? I am a prophet of God. So my source is the Holy Spirit. My source is the God of the Bible. My source is the God who created the universe. My source is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is my source. So whatever God gives me, I grab it from the Bible. I grab it from my alone time with him. And in my alone time with him, he points me to the Bible. That is my source. That is my foundation. What is Tabitha Brown's source? Her source is not solely the Bible. The Bible says if you or anyone else come and preaches a different Jesus, let that person be a curse. That is what the word says. So just because she says the name Jesus does not mean she is speaking of the Jesus in the Bible. I want you guys to hear me when I say that. I'm going to say it again. Just because she or anyone else says the name Jesus does not mean she is speaking of the Jesus of the Bible. So do not be deceived. The Bible says that in the last days, many false prophets will arise. That even the, even the elect, if it were possible, will be deceived. The reason why it says if it were possible, because the elect have the spirit of God, have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. So therefore he teaches us all things, right? The Lord thy God is one. So I don't know who them is because the Bible says that the Lord thy God is one. So with that being said, Tabitha Brown is indeed a witch by the biblical standards, by the world standards, right? She had another fellow witch call her a witch. So I believe that this is just a time of her being exposed of who she really is whatever is done in the dark will come to light now the lord has um dealt with me about a year and a half ago about following her and i had to unfollow her he said that she will be exposed and you know these things will come to the light so before this clip went viral on tiktok i would believe like a week ago um there was another youtuber who also called out Tabitha Brown, called her out, um, and, you know, just examining the things that she says in posts online to the Bible, and it does not line up. I believe 
um, everything that is a that's coming out about Tabitha Brown and also her daughter, God had already revealed it to me a year and a half ago, about a year and a half ago. God had revealed it to me because he says that she is going to be exposed. But I'm like, God, why are you revealing this to me? But God was also revealing to me that he has given me the gift of discerning a spirit. So I know the spirit that he reveals the spirit, I should say, he reveals the spirit that is operating behind a person or a situation. So he was revealing to me the spirit that was operating behind top of the brown, a spirit that was operating behind her daughter. Um, they kept the situation with her daughter about her sexuality hidden because they didn't want to deter her fan base. So if you just think about it, when Tabitha Brown first started with Target, they had her start with Target for Pride Month and she was in their Pride campaign in June. And a lot of her followers who were Christians went in on her in the comments because they were like, no, this is not um, what God approves of. And she, all she kept saying in the response was, God is love. God is love. Yes, God is love because he cannot deny who he is, right? So he is love, but he has a standard on what he accepts and what he does not accept. So I think that was the first, that was the first um, indication that she was promoting this lifestyle because her daughter was a part of this lifestyle. That's what I saw. And she was promoting it because she had people who, um, who was in her camp or related to that promoted or that is in this lifestyle. So that's why she was promoting it. But she didn't want her daughter to come out or to let the public know that she was um, this way or in this community, I should say, until she was an adult. So now fast forward, we see that her daughter has came out with her girlfriend and people are like, oh my God, where did this come from? But if you had the gift of discernment or if you were walking closely with God, you God would have already revealed it to you if it was his choice to reveal it to you. Then secondly, um, she said that God told her to do a children's show, right? But the devil always targets the children because when people see Tabitha Brown, she's very nice. Hello there. Now you're going on about your business, all right? She gives very so-called positive, positive affirmations to people and they just, oh my God, I just love you. So when your heart loves someone, when your heart loves your idol, it's easier for your soul to follow. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So because Tabitha Brown have a lot of Christians' hearts and also people who aren't Christians, when she has your heart, your soul follows her to what she believes and what she believes is true. So therefore, it's easier for your mind, your will, and your emotions to compromise the word of God because you have already given Tabitha Brown your heart or given the spirit that works behind her or in her your heart. You have already given it to her. 
because so it's easier for your mind, your will, and your soul to go ahead and follow her and compromise the word of God because you already given your heart to this idol. This is why the Lord says that you should have no other gods before me. And this is why the Lord says that he hates idolatry because you will prostitute your heart to these foreign or fake or foreign and fake gods and you will leave him completely right so this is why god hates idolatry so going back to the video clip that we saw she said that she is a seer now i believe god has given her the gift of that but where she pulled her source of power from matters everything that she says go against the bible it goes against scripture so if it goes against scripture, it is not of God. I don't care how nice it sounds. I don't care how nice and pretty it looks. I don't care if she just sprinkle a little Jesus or a little scripture in there. Tabitha Brown does not have the spirit of God in her. When she took her daughter to the Beyonce concert, a lot of other Christians that still follow her, which they should have been, stopped following her. Where like, I can't believe you went to a Beyonce concert. Why can't you believe she went to a Beyonce concert? Look at the content that she promotes. If you had the eye of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would have already revealed it to you. Or he would have made it uneasy in your spirit. Or maybe he did make it uneasy in your spirit and you just ignored it, right? Because I ignored it for a while up until a year and a half ago. So I say this to say this, it's not just about Tabitha Brown, but it is, it is also about any so-called Christian influencer that is living a lifestyle that is contrary to the Bible. The Bible says you would know them by their fruits. So we're using Tabitha Brown as an example. What fruit is she producing? What is she displaying in her walk of life? Everything that she does does not line up with the will or with the Bible of who God wants us to be. She promotes a lifestyle very seldomly with the clothing that she wears. She wears a shirt that says love is love. I did a video that the Lord told me to do a few months ago and it's called the prideful will fall. I'll leave it in the link below, but it says the prideful will fall. Fall. And he was talking more specifically about Christian content creators who are using the name of God to build up their own kingdom. He's specifically talking about, I'll say it again, he is specifically talking about Christians who use the name of God to build their own kingdom. They're not building the kingdom of God. They are building their own kingdom. He says the prideful will fall. So be very careful on who you follow. If their lifestyle does not line up with the Bible, if it does not align itself with the word of God, that person, that influencer, that pastor, that person you are following, that minister, that prophet that you are following is a curse. The Bible says that if anyone comes to you speaking 
are preaching another Jesus. Let him be a curse. So the curse has fallen upon them because they are preaching a different Jesus. This is the word of God. This is a Bible. So therefore, I will ask God for forgiveness, right? Forgive me for having this idol in my heart that I put above you. Forgive me for idolatry. I repent of my sins. Teach me how to be more like you. That is that is what you need to do, right? So we don't want to be um, like the person who stands before God and says, I prophesy in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I did this. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. You workers of iniquity, right? We don't want to be workers of iniquity. What the Lord revealed to me about Tabitha Brown and other people like her is that the devil has placed agents in the field. If you read in the book of Matthew, I can't think of the chapter right now, but I'll leave it on the screen. If you read in the book of Matthew, the farmer who is Jesus goes out and he plants his, um, his wheat, right? And then while the workers slept, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. So when the workers woke up, they said, um, to their, um, boss, the farmer, someone has put weeds or planted weeds in the field should we uproot the weeds and the wheat together and the farmer says no because if you uproot the wheat if you uproot the weeds you're going to uproot the wheat but when the, when it's harvest time right when it's harvest time i will send out the harvesters and they will separate the wheat from the weeds i will put the wheat on my right side and i will put the weeds on my left side right so the lord said it is harvest time he is going to mark who is his and who is not his because he is preparing his church for the second coming of his son he is preparing his church for the second coming of his son so therefore the enemy has planted people like tabitha brown and many others among the church among the believers to deceive them to get them to fall into idolatry to get them to fall into um, lasciviousness to get them to fall into lukewarmness so therefore they can be destroyed but the lord says that i am marking who is mine and who is not mine i'm marking them i'm separating the wheat from the tares or i'm separating the wheat from the weeds because the enemy has planted them among them she and many others who profess to be christians are among christian groups christian quote-unquote celebrities christians of the who's who's they are uh, are among these pastors ministers and other influencers to deceive the masses but i'm here to tell you what the lord says the lord says that he is marking his people have you been marked right have you been sealed with the blood of the lamb because you do not want to be a worker of iniquity another point that i want to make is that i recently went to a homegoing service of a man who um died and 
they asked me to be um, a moderator for the homegoing service. So I don't know how to be a monitor. I'm like, what? I don't know what to do. But the Lord had already placed it on my heart to go and attend the homegoing service, but just as, you know, someone in the audience. And, but the person who was throwing the homegoing service asked me to be the moderator. So because I was already going and then the Lord laid it upon their heart to ask me to be the moderator, it just worked together. See, that's how God works. So when I was at the homegoing service, I said, Lord, I don't have anything to say. So you are going to have to speak through me. I sit down and you stand up. That's always my prayer before I make any videos, before I make any recordings. Lord, I'm going to sit down and you, Holy Spirit, you stand up and use my mouth as a mouthpiece because I have nothing to say. I don't know what to say. But when I was at the home going service, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, help me. I need you to speak through me because I don't know what to say. And the Lord did exactly that. And what I heard the Lord say is that he says, I know him, you know, and I said the person's name, I know him and he knows me, but do God knows your name? So I want to ask you that same question. Does God know your name? Does he know who you are? Because many will say on that day, I've done this, I did that. But he says that I don't know you, but I know, I know my children, right? I know who this person is. I know who that person is. But do I know you? Do I know your name? That is what God had me to say at the homegoing service because there were many people there who was not Christians. God knows who he is or he knows that person that passed away. But God but does God but does God know your name? Right? And I want to ask you that same question. Does God know your name. You cannot have a relationship with someone if they don't know you, right? You can know of them, but if they don't know you, you do not have a relationship with that person. I'll give another example. Say you went to school with someone and they were in your class. And so years pass, right? And you guys meet up again, maybe in passing at the gas station or at the grocery store, and they call out your name. Hey, Star. Hey, what's up? I haven't seen you since high school. And I'm like, um, excuse me? Yeah, you went to, you know, such and such high school. Oh, yeah, I did go to, and you had such and such class. Oh, yeah, I did have that class. So, and we did a project together. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, you know me. I, you know, I'm such and such from, I said, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know you. I don't know you. You know who I am, but I don't know who you are because we never had a relationship. We went to the same school. We went to the same class. We had the same teacher. We might have even worked on a project together, but I don't know you, even though you know who I am or you know my name, but I don't know you and you really don't know me. You just know my name. Well, God is the same way. Do he know your name? Does he know your name? Does God know your name? You might know God's name, but do you know him? Do you know him personally? Do you know him intimately? Does God know your name? And do you know him? Do you know him? So it's the same predicament. It's the same analogy, you know? So just be careful on who you follow. If their lifestyle, if the fruit they, that they are producing does not align with the Bible, 
then they must go. You must unfollow them. You must stop supporting them because their lifestyle, what they practice does not align with who God says he is. So they don't know him. God says, Tabitha Brown does not know me and I don't know her. We, we don't have a relationship. And he says that about many others. But it's just not about Tabitha Brown. Anyone who is claiming to be a Christian but does not do the will of the God, will of God, who does not do the will of God, he does not know you. It doesn't matter if you say, oh, I know God working it out for me, and you live a lifestyle contrary to what he wants you to live. He does not know you. So if you are listening to this, examine your heart. And say, God, I want to know you. I want to be next to you. I want to be in your presence. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Right? So therefore, people, people, be careful who you follow. Because many will be deceived in the last days. And we are living in the last days. And many false prophets will come but they're false because they teach a different Jesus than the one that was written in the Bible. So just be very aware, be very cautious on who you follow. Start unfollowing all these people that you know that live a lifestyle contrary to the will of God. So that is all people that I have to say. Let me let me know what you guys think in the comments as usual i love to converse in the comments i love comments um let me know what you guys think and i will talk to you guys later bye